Good morning, I'm Webby Oglesby, coming to you live from the hills, the Lincoln Hills Christian Church. I'm on staff at Lincoln Hills, and uh, I am privileged to be the preacher today. Our prayer is that through these worship services, you can stay connected with the church family. You know, have you ever thought about the fact that uh, we call this coming Friday Good Friday? Well, there's a good reason. That is because Jesus died on the cross. He became the final and complete sacrifice for our sins. You see, the real Jesus lived a selfless and a very sacrificial kind of life. I like the way Peter talks about it when he preaches that first gospel sermon on the day of Pentecost, recorded in Acts 2, where he says, This man was handed over to you by God's deliberate plan and foreknowledge. And you, with the help of wicked men, put him to death by nailing him to the cross. These words, by God's deliberate plan and foreknowledge. God had a plan for you and me to go to heaven, for our sins to be forgiven. And we celebrate as Christians through this Easter season the death of Jesus and the resurrection of Jesus. I like what David uh, writes when he wrote Psalm 51, which is a... It's a psalm about repentance and restoration. And in verse 17, he says this, My sacrifice, O God, is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. You, God, will not despise. Now, the verse before that tells us that, that David makes it clear that, God, you didn't want animal sacrifice, really, even though you commanded it. It was a teaching tool to get us to Jesus but that what Jesus really wants is a broken spirit, somebody that has humility that will come to him, a broken and contrite heart, somebody that's sorry for their sins. And he says, God, you will not despise those, those things. So the question is for us 21st century folks, how can I offer God a sacrifice? Uh, what can I do? The thing is, it's not what, but why? And how do I offer a pleasing sacrifice to God? It would be better for us, I believe, to honor God by being more selfless and sacrificial. And if we would, we will be a more effective disciple maker. In other words, if I learn like Jesus taught me to be more sacrificial in my Christian walk, I probably will be able to reach more people for him. I believe selfishness also is a virus of the 21st century, particularly in America. Uh, some people just cannot get self out of the way. And it's been demonstrated during this, uh, this virus thing that we're dealing with. Have you noticed uh, it was demonstrated when people said to themselves and then actually carried it out, I don't care if I hurt myself, I don't care if I take a virus to somebody else, I'm going on spring break. So we watched these people, hundreds of them on the beaches, when they were asked to, to practice social discipline. Uh, I watched some guys uh, on a video on the news from one of the Kentucky stations this week, and, and they were standing around and they were not six feet apart. And so... We see the selfishness in our culture all the time. Now, how about the grocery store pandemonium? Uh, the thought is, I will beat you to the toilet paper aisle 
In fact, I'm going to fill my basket up with everything I can get in it and spend as much money as I can. That's me, myself, and I speaking, folks. Listen, it's been demonstrated very clearly that people are selfish. But on the other hand, what about the thousands of healthcare professionals and, and uh, first responders who have put self on the line to help others in this COVID-19 era? Great examples of selflessness. And that's what we really would like to be more like, is it not? I even applaud the Lincoln Hills family, the, the members and, and the regular attendees, those folks who have con continued to give even though they haven't been able to gather. And, and that's not always the case when it comes to Christianity. A lot of times when people don't come to worship, they don't give. But you have stepped up, and I know even some of you may be struggling because you may have lost your job through this virus scare. So you are to be commended for that, and I applaud you for it. See, sacrifice should be costly, but it also should not be caustic. In other words, like in Second Samuel 24, 24, uh, the king replied to Aruna, No, I insist on paying you for it. I will not sacrifice to the Lord my burnt offerings. That cost me nothing. Now that's David speaking because God had sent him to this farm or this ranch to this particular area because there was a famine. And God said, if you'll give me a burnt offering, David, this famine will go away. And so David goes to this man and this man falls on his knees and says, I'll, do any, I'll give you anything you need for this sacrifice. And it won't cost you anything. And David says, no, nope, I won't offer a burnt offering to God if it doesn't cost me anything. See, David was ready. He, it was not just a, a quick thought that he had. David lived in that kind of attitude. And I think that's what this sermon's all about. There are two actions, I believe, that we can take that will help us be more selfless and more sacrificial. We need to, first of all, give up ourselves. And then we need to give in to Jesus. And let me explain what I'm talking about. I heard a DJ talking on the radio last week. He said, you know, information is not power. Uh, he says, no, information put to practice is power. So we can talk a lot about how great of a disciple we are, but can't we do better? I tell myself that every day. You need to do better. And particularly when it comes to, to, to myself, and then to being sacrificial. I love what Charles Dickens wrote. He said this. He said, the important thing is this. To be ready at any moment to sacrifice what you are for what you could become. Be ready any moment. Now, Paul writes in Romans 12. Uh, I think what we need to hear today connected to this sermon about giving up yourself and give in to Jesus. Uh, I'd like to read verses 1 and 2 because they're very powerful when it comes to this idea. Therefore, Paul says, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the, to the pattern of this world, he says, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So... Let me talk first of all about giving up self or, or 
giving up yourself to Jesus. What it means is that when we give up ourselves, we need to do that but by defining ourselves and, and giving ourselves a new definition, if you want to put it that way. Now, why would I do that? Well, in verse 1, Paul writes, In view of God's mercy, make your life a living sacrifice. So when we think about the love of God and the mercy of God, when we deserve what we uh, should get, but God makes it possible through Jesus, He paid the price for us. See, this is a life-changing discovery to know the positive love of God. So Paul says, the first thing is in view of God's mercy, make your life a living sacrifice. For the real Jesus, God and what God wanted was first. And in verse 2, Paul goes on to say, here's, here's how you do that. He says, don't conform to the culture that you live in. But be transformed. Redefine your life beginning with your mind. Stop thinking about yourself and give in to Jesus and think what Jesus would want. Like Jesus, he wanted what God wanted. Because guys, it's really all about love. God has loved us all the way to Jesus. Isn't that great? In the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus made a decision. You remember his prayer? He said, Lord, if there's any way, any other way, that this cup could pass from my lips. He knew how painful crucifixion was. He had seen people crucified. But in the end of his prayer, he says, I'm going to do your will, God, not my will. It's your will. That is sacrificial love. And that's what Jesus calls us to have in our lives. Paul writes in 2 Corinthians 5.14, For Christ's love compels us. It's, it's, it's that God loves us first, everybody. We, we're sinners. And his love compels us. Because we are convinced that one died for all and therefore all died. That, that could be puzzling to you, but let me clear it up by using something that Paul writes in, in Romans 6.6. 6. He says, because when we are baptized into Christ, Paul says, we have died with Christ. And he says it this way, we know our old self was crucified with him. Crucified with him. So when I repent of my sins... I crucify my old self and then I'm buried. And then I'm raised to walk in the newness of life. That's the picture Paul's painting. 2 Corinthians 5.15 then, Paul goes on. And he died for all. He died for all. That those who live should no longer live for themselves. In other words, when I come to the realization that I need to look at myself differently. And he says, then uh, we will be raised again. So I look at myself differently, and, and I no longer, I'll no longer live for me, but I live for Jesus. There's a story about a young missionary woman. Now, she didn't start out as a missionary. She had a great job, and she resigned her job. She sold her house, sold her car, sold every other possession that she owned. In fact, she put everything that she owned in one duffel bag and headed to Iraq. She knew that the Iraqi people needed Jesus in order to go to heaven. Now, Jerry Rankin, who's the president of the Baptist Convention that was meeting in Florida, he shared this about Karen's life and her mission. And I quote him, Media and culture, they just don't get it, he said. Why would anyone go to a place that their lives would be at risk, he added. We have all succumbed to culture 
and a philosophy where it is all about us. It's all about comfort. It's all about our security, all about our future in this life. He says they never understand that there is something worth giving your life to. There is a purpose that's worth dying for. But the world doesn't understand that. Rankin says no one becomes obedient to the point of giving their life through a sense of obligation because Jesus told them to go. He says, in other words, the Great Commission telling us to go, he says that doesn't happen because he, fin he finishes it this way. No, you are driven by passion in your heart for a lost world. He said it's not just because Jesus says go. You've got to have, you've got to have a heart for other people. You, gotta, you have to give up yourself. In that duffel bag, when it was opened, there was a letter from Karen. And it was basically, if you get this, then I have been murdered. And that's how she ended her life. She was murdered by telling people about Jesus in Iraq. What was on that note? That note simply said, no regrets. Guys, that is a selfless, sacrificial person who gave up everything to follow Jesus. Well, the second thing we have to do is to give in to Jesus and be a real disciple. Now, don't get negative here. I'm not saying you're not a disciple scripturally. You've done the things God's asked you to do. What I'm saying is every one of us can do better. We can be more of a real disciple. We can understand that we just can't come and, and sit in a worship service and then that's it. We do something else the rest of the week. We're not Christians. We don't act like Christians. We don't talk like Christians. Here's where I'm going with this. It's not that I give up something, but that I give in to someone, and that someone is Jesus. If I give in to Jesus, then I will learn to give up self sacrificially. In other words, Jesus gives me the capacity to redefine who I am, and then I give in to him. And when I do that, I am going to be a disciple that makes disciples that makes disciples. Romans 12 says we should offer up our bodies as a living sacrifice. Not our souls. Paul says it. this is done in the physical body. While you are alive on this earth, you are to make disciples. And the way you do that is to be a living sacrifice. Paul wrote in another place to the Corinthian church, 2 Corinthians 4.10. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus, he says, so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in your body. In that second verse of Romans 12, he says... You are to be holy, that is, separated from culture. You're in it to win it. No, you're in it to win it for Jesus. That's actually what we're supposed to be about. So we can't indulge our physical nature for anything but giving it to God and giving it to Jesus for them to use. He also says this pleases God. He says this is your spiritual act of worship. When you give I, when, when you're not just thinking about self and you're sacrificial about how you live, you're going to make an impact. And that is your spiritual worship. In Hebrews 13, 15 and 16, these verses uh, really sum up what's going on here in, in our Christian lives uh, and how we should be selfless and sacrificial. Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise. The fruit of lips that confess his name and do not forget to do good 
and to share with others, for with such sacrifices God is pleased. Now, that is exactly what God wants us to do. He wants us to live sacrificially, giving Him praise every day of our lives, praising Him and living and doing good to people, doing good to others. That is what God wants us to do. And here's what it means. Offering all of me, my time, my ambitions, my possessions, my ears, my mouth, my sexuality, my mind, my emotions, my attitudes, all of me. Offering, I found this quote, offering the whole of your life for the whole of your life. In other words, offering your whole life for all of your life here on this earth. That's a great thing. Eugene Peterson wrote this, and he's a... Uh, he wrote this in his translation section of uh, the message. Take your everyday ordinary life, you're sleeping, <clears throat> you're eating, you're going to work, you're walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. That's exactly what I'm preaching about today. Being a living sacrifice. You see, a living sacrifice is a contradiction to the animal sacrifice that we read about in the Old Testament and under the Old Covenant. The animal was killed. The animal was butchered. Portions of that animal was put on an altar and burned to a crisp. God would smell the aroma, and the Jewish people felt like they wanted to do that. God had told them to do it, and it was a sweet aroma in his nostrils. Jesus calls us here, through Paul, a living sacrifice. We don't give ourselves up. He did. Our act of worship is no longer to bring a sacrifice, but to be one ourselves. To be a sacrifice. I told the guys this week about a church sign that I saw, and it, it said this, Jesus didn't call us to go to church, but to be the church. I would change that a little bit. Jesus didn't call us only to go to church, but to be the church also. Now, the reason for that is that I believe the Scriptures teach that we should not forsake the assembling of ourselves together and that we should come together in corporate worship. God calls us to praise and worship Him. So Paul says this is an act of worship. This verse 13 in, in Hebrews, uh, I mean, verse 16 in Hebrews 13, it sums up our living. But then Paul talks about the sincere love that we should have in Hebrews 12, 9. And what that means is take off your mask. We live in a culture that breeds superficial relationships. In other words, we sort of live on the surface with people. Now, what we say in our inner person is, I don't really like who I am, so I'll pretend to be something different than I am. In other words, it's hypocrisy. It's personal from inside to out hypocrisy. Now, the real Jesus wore no mask. As his disciples, we need to be real. Oh, you be you and I'll be me. God will take whatever is in us that he can use. And if we will give it to him selflessly and we will give it to others sacrificially, then we will grow in that respect. But we've got to be sold out to Jesus. 
God loves you, and He loves you like you are, like Max Licato said, I think, but He doesn't want to leave you there. There are attributes that Paul writes about in this uh, 12th chapter, beginning with verse 9. He says, love must be sincere, but he says, hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Honor one another above yourselves. There it is. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor. Serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope. Patient in affliction. Faithful in prayer. Share with God's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everybody. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my friends, but leave room uh, for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. <clears throat> Listen. That's the attributes of a, of a disciple of Jesus. When we live more like that, we will make disciples who make disciples who make disciples. Jesus lived a selfless, sacrificial life, and we can do better in those two respects, I believe. Listen, maybe you don't know Jesus. Maybe you've never given your life to Him. We'd love to talk to you about that. You can contact us at Lincoln Hills Christian Church. We'd love to talk to you about that. Maybe you've been in Christ for a long time, but you need to grow. We have all kinds of opportunities all week for you to grow. And, and we invite you to be a part of that. Let's pray together as we close this service. And I really urge you, if you need to make a decision in your life, please get in touch with us. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for loving us. We thank you for the opportunity of worship for being together even though, Lord, we're not together. We're together in the blood of Christ. So, Lord, as we celebrate Easter season, help us to remember who we are. Help us to give to you our lives in selfless service and that we are sacrificial about how we go about reaching people for Jesus. It's in his name that we pray. Amen.